Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pack show for you today with fantastic matchups this week. Eagles against the Cowboys and Dan Orlovsky will tell you exactly what Jalen Hurts needs to do to have success against the dominant Dallas defense. Also, Chiefs Bills where we have live reports from both teams. Marcus Spears is going to tell you if the Bills defense needs to do anything different on Sunday and then how about Justin Jefferson he joins the show he's on a short list with a couple Hall of Famers just three years into his career he also rates the gritty so we got a few people on this show who've tried to do it It hasn't been great Uh, and he's going to tell you how he feels about him yeah I am that's Dan Orlovsky you got Marcus Spears and Mina Kimes here of course (laughs) guys we begin with a developing story out of Washington 30 plus sources have told ESPN that commanders owner Dan Snyder has been digging up quote dirt on other NFL owners and commissioner Roger Goodell. Tisha Thompson, one of the co-authors on the story, has more details on the report. In interviews with more than 30 people, including team owners and high-ranking league executives, ESPN has learned Snyder has told associates he's used private investigators and other sources to gather enough secrets to blow up several NFL owners and NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Snyder thinks he has enough on all of them, a former senior commander's executive told ESPN. He thinks he's got stuff on Roger. The NFL is a mafia, Snyder recently told another associate. All the owners hate each other. That's not true, a veteran owner told ESPN. All the owners hate Dan. Sources said they've been told Snyder instructed his law firm to hire private investigations on Goodell and at least six owners including Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, historically one of Snyder's closest allies. Jones recently told confidants that he might not be able to protect Snyder any longer. Jerry Jones declined to comment on the story. The commander's spokesperson also denied that Snyder hired private investigators to track other owners and Commissioner Roger Goodell. For more, let's bring in one of the co-authors on the piece, Seth Wickersham. So glad to have you here, Seth. And that was a very quick look at your vast reporting. So what else can you add? I think that this thing is just beginning. Mm. And I think it's not just that Dan has told people that he has collected dirt via private eyes. I know that he denied it, and his law firm, which is usually how they go through with these things, said that they're unaware of anybody who's been tracking the commissioner or other owners. And that might be true, but it doesn't change the fact that Dan has told this to people. Whether he's bluffing, whether it's just a scare tactic, it hasn't gone over well. There's a lot of owners who are angry at him and were angry at him before all of this. And I think that going into next Tuesday's meeting, I don't think that anything's going to happen with Dan. I don't think some decision's going to be made. But I do think there's a chance for a conversation on him, which really hasn't happened in those meetings. Why is Jerry Jones such an important element in all of this? Well, you can argue who's the most powerful owner. In fact, there's an executive in our story who says that the most powerful owner in the NFL is Dan. <laughs> because <laughs> nobody will act on him. Right. But Jerry is the most influential owner. And when he changes on something, on an issue, he usually ends up getting his way. He's upset about this. We reached out to his spokesman 
asking if Dan had reached out to him since we had come to Dan with some of our reporting and what it had showed, and the spokesman declined comment. That doesn't happen very often with Jerry Jones. And if you look at the pictures, they obviously were talking on the field, and the commander's social media made a big deal of the fact that he was on the field talking to Jerry before they played two weeks ago. Jerry doesn't look that happy in that picture. In fact, he's not <laughs> really smiling. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times he is, right? I mean, yes. that, that's a good observation. Okay, if the owners wanted to make a move to get Snyder out, what would that look like? Well, there's the easy way, which is three-quarters of them, 24 owners would just vote him out, and they can do that at any time. However, it's unclear if there's the appetite to do that. Yeah. And they've actually talked about different ways to, to address this. Um, one of the hidden issues with, with Dan is that, he has no prospects for a new stadium. In February, it looked like he had so much leverage between Maryland and Virginia, all these powerful politicians lined up. There's nothing going on with that stadium right now. And the owners are thinking about ways to use that against him. This is revealing about that, you know, the ownership circle, but they care more about some of the business issues that Dan has caused the league and costing his fellow owners money than a lot of the cultural issues and the bad press. And like, I do think that they are looking at ways, if they can't vote him out, to figure out a way to transfer ownership permanently to Tanya. And they're quick to remind, remember when Donald Sterling was forced out of the NBA for her racist comments years ago, it wasn't because Adam Silver and the owners voted him out. It was actually because of his wife who moved him off of the family trust. Right. And if there's a way for them to transfer ownership to Tanya Snyder, who they really prefer working with, and have a lot of respect for, I think they'll do that. Yeah, Tanya Snyder, as you alluded to, is Dan Snyder's wife. Mm -hmm. All of this reporting and the full story is available on ESPN.com. Very interesting. You hear some of the hard truths of the business side of the NFL here, amongst many other things. Thanks so much to Seth Wickersham for joining us here. NFL League meetings set to take place next week as we get Adam Schefter in here, and you heard Seth yeah. referring to that. Adam, do we expect this to be on the agenda when the owners get mm -hmm. together? Well, Seth touched on a number of points, and no, Laura, it is not expected to be on the agenda. It doesn't mean it couldn't come up for discussion amongst owners, but it's not something that they're planning to discuss going into that meeting, which will be a brief one-day meeting. Now, that doesn't preclude them from talking about it, and there are people who believe that Roger Goodell would not be the one that would take Dan Snyder's team away from him. It would have to come from the votes of 24 owners, but as Seth and Don Van Atta and Tisha Thompson laid out in this particular piece. The support of Jerry Jones certainly seems to be waning for Dan Snyder. And if the support from him is not there, it leads to a whole host of questions about what his future with the team may be. Adam, here's a reminder of just some of the recent events for the Washington franchise under Dan Snyder. In August of 2020, reports surfaced that 42 women faced harassment in the workplace and sexual harassment claims were made against Snyder. In December that same year, reports surfaced that Washington had reached a $1.6 million settlement back in 2009 with a former employee who had accused sexual misconduct against Snyder. Then last summer, Washington was fined $10 million by the NFL for workplace culture, and his wife, Tanya Snyder, was named the team's co-CEO. Then, today's report dropped. Let's bring Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky back in here. Mina, how does today's report fit in with all the other allegations surrounding Snyder? You know, it affirms something that I think many of us suspected, which is 
One of the reasons why Daniel Snyder is still an NFL owner, despite the fact that the criticisms and controversy section of his Wikipedia page is longer than the career section, is the fear of mutually assured destruction, which shouldn't be surprising, by the way, because when the government looked into Washington's culture, they found that Snyder used these similar tactics to silence and intimidate witnesses, but it doesn't make it less stunning. And I will say this, Laura, it's easy to read stories like this and hear about the reasons behind the owners in action and feel desensitized or that any of this is futile because nothing will ever happen. But I would really caution against that because the most important thing here, more so than how the owners view Snyder, is the fact that he was accused of enabling sexual misconduct and actually committing sexual assault himself and, in my view, has yet to face meaningful consequences. Uh, that is the most important thing, and it is something that the NFL can still address. When they looked into Snyder and Washington's toxic workplace culture last time and put out this report, pardon me, didn't put out the report, the Wilkinson report, it was essentially covered up. Now there's a second investigation conducted by Mary Jo White, and this one must come out. Because while we cannot compel the owners to push out Snyder, all of this makes that very clear, we can call for more transparency than there's been, and we can fight off complacency, which is, of course, the flip side of corruption. Mm. Yeah, well said. Um, <clears throat> my first thought, because reading this this morning, was if the allegations against Dan Snyder are not true, then why are you going through all this work to dig up dirt on all the other owners? You know, it, it feels like you're doing it to protect yourself if this report is accurate. I do have questions, though, after Shefty talking in Seth's and maybe, MK, you can answer these because you're way more knowledgeable about the situation. I think my first question was, because Seth said the owners right now don't have the appetite to potentially, or doesn't think they have the appetite to vote him out. I would want to know why. It, you know, like, what, why is this not at least another option to have that appetite grown? I think my next question would be, if it's not now going to be talked about at the Tuesday morning meetings or Tuesday meetings, why not? Like, why can't this now become a focal conversation. And then, again, MK, maybe, why does Jerry Jones support him so much? Like, why is his support so high and now potentially waning? Is there something, you know, like... Yeah, one quick, I do want to jump in with one clarification here. Uh, just in case you don't know, Roger Goodell has made it very clear that Dan Snyder cannot be present at those Tuesday meetings. Now, that's not directly related to whether or not they would vote him out or whether or right. not it would be a discussion right. point he's at that point. Right? But he, he's not able to be there. Go ahead, Mina. Yeah, well, Dan, I think um, Seth, Don, and Tisha's reporting lays out a pretty clear rationale for why there isn't this appetite, which is it sounds like many of these owners and people in and around the league harbor fear that Snyder will retaliate. Um, and again, like that is a totally reasonable fear, given, as I said, that the Washington, the government's investigation into Washington found evidence of retaliation and silencing. Uh, and then, of course, it is a tremendous problem. I think ultimately owners act based on their bottom line and um, perhaps the lack of appetite or the lack of action is tied to the money 
and uh, the money is ultimately going to be the thing that decides whether or not anything happens. Yeah, as Seth said to us early on the show, he said, look, ma the major issue here is that financial side, right? From the owner's standpoint, they don't mm -hmm. want to lose their businesses. Unfortunately, as Mina so uh, outlined so well, there's sexual assault allegations that should also be paramount in all of this. Marcus, let's take it to the players for a minute here. How aware do you think the guys in the locker room are of a situation like this? They're aware. Um, I think it affects uh, guys that potentially could be in free agency coming over to the Washington Commanders. But, you know, we just saw one of their budding stars sign a contract in Terry McLaurin. And I hate even putting his name to be associated with this story. But it just it highlights the point that these guys are there to play football. And that is the way they are compensated and take care of their families. And and I know, like, y'all, this, this is the thing about our show. And listening to Mina and Dan talk, I can't help but give my two cents on what just said, because I had not planned on touching this because y'all know me and how I am about stuff. It's super black and white for me. The reason why Dan Snyder is not is still an owner in the NFL is because other owners won't vote him out because a lot of them probably got the same type of dirt and a lot of them are, are afraid of him coming out with a story. He's already been accused of sexual assault. He's already shown a, a, a bad work environment. He's already been fined $10 million for, for whatever has disengaged. And last time I checked, when you're the head or when you're the leader of a, of a certain or a particular organization and all of these things happen, it falls on you. And now we will get anger. We will get disdain from the other owners in the NFL because now Dan Snyder is infringing on their uh, money, like Mina said, their bottom line. And the overall arching story is going to become about why 31 other owners won't vote Dan Snyder out. And that is the worst thing that could possibly happen because they don't want anybody to open up their books. That's really what this boils down to. Again, it, there's a lot of football to get to, and we're going to do that next on the show. But I think, as all of you have illustrated here, it's important to continue to bring a spotlight to these issues. The more we talk about them, the more we put pressure on everybody to expose these reports, as Mina outlined, maybe the more likely it can happen. we got more coming your way on NFL Live, and we're just getting started here today. Sunday night, we'll get a true battle of the trenches as the Eagles look to stay undefeated. Hear why Marcus thinks the Cowboys' defense can't win it alone. Plus, Justin Jefferson joins the show. We'll talk about what change Kevin O'Connell has brought to the Vikings, why he says it's a breath of fresh air to have this new coaching staff in the fold. NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral. All you can eat, wings and more at Golden Golden Corral, the only one for everyone. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Adam, some big names to monitor on the injury report this week. Let's start in New England. What do we know about Mac Jones and the ankle injury? Laura, for a second straight day, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones was listed as a limited participant at practice. Now, he was moving around better, and he does have a chance to play this week against the Cleveland Browns. The fact that he's been out there, the fact that he's been limited, the fact he's moving better all bode well for his potential availability for Sunday against Cleveland. If he can start rookie fourth-round pick, Bailey Zappi would get the call. Meanwhile, in Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back who missed practice yesterday due to an ankle injury, was back at practice today, which bodes well for his availability for Sunday's game. Taylor doesn't miss practice often. The fact that he missed yesterday was concerning, but it now looks like the Colts were holding him out in an effort to get him right, as right as possible, for Sunday. And how about this? Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott upgraded today to limited at practice, which is interesting, and we'll see whether or not that gets improved or upgraded again on Friday. Cowboys not ready to rule him out of Sunday night's game against the Philadelphia Eagles just yet. If he can't play, obviously, Cooper Rush would be the starter. The plan had been for Cooper Rush to start on Sunday night, Dak to come back maybe next week against the Detroit Lions. And one other injury note, no practice today for Saints wide receivers Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry as well as cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. Goodness, that's something to keep an eye on. You should have seen the sparkle in Marcus Spears' eyes as you're talking about <laughs> Dak potentially being an option. He's trying not to show Boogie, too much. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to Sorry, me, man. Can't help it. Okay, our Cowboys reporter Ed Werder joins us now. And Ed, you caught up with Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones this afternoon. What did he tell you? Yeah, Stephen Jones spoke to a few reporters uh, before practice today about the team's expectations for when Dak Prescott does return from that fractured right thumb. The front office anticipates significantly better offensive productivity to combine with a defense that's clearly established itself as one of the most dominant in the league. Jones referred to uh, Prescott as a franchise quarterback, and while he praised Cooper Rush for doing what he said was a hell of a job and protecting the, uh, the ball, the Cowboys aspire to score more points upon returning a starting quarterback they describe as one of the best players in the entire game. Their scoring average of 18.6 points per game is identical to that of the Carolina Panthers, and they just fired their head coach. Mike McCarthy's team led the NFL in scoring last season with Prescott starting at quarterback for all but one game. Even McCarthy has described this as a defense first team, and justifiably so. The Cowboys have, led, have held each of their first five opponents under 20 points for the first time in 50 years. Micah Parsons believes that's sustainable, but clearly the Cowboys would rather not depend entirely on historic defensive feats to be successful, especially when they're paying a quarterback $40 million a year.
Yeah, we'll see if that $40 million quarterback ends up playing this week. Either way, we'll see him back soon, sounds like. Thanks to Ed Werder for joining us here. And Ed talking about that vaunted defense. We've heard plenty this season about how good Dallas's pass rush is. But here is a scatter chart, guys. We love these on it's NFL Live. To, no, it's not, Dan. To really help visualize how much better they are than the rest of the league. Okay, look at this. On this chart, the further to the right a team is, the higher their pass rush win rate is. The higher on the chart a team is, the higher their defensive pressure percentages. Look at the Cowboys. They're all the way up there in that top right corner by themselves because they are the best at both. And yes, that is music to Swagoo's ears. You see those big <laughs> nods there. It's because, yeah, he loves scatter charts or splatter charts, whatever you want to call them, Dan. But anyway, what is Mina that? Mina introduced me to those. <laughs> I know. They're not splatter. Dan's she somewhere. did. What does that Dallas defensive front, Dan, mean for Jalen Hurts this week, though? Uh, they got to go right at him. What's that Robert Frost yeah. quote? The best way is through. You have to go right at. I thought it was the road, Dallas. not traveled. Eh. Anyway. You got to go right at this Dallas defensive front. I did that touchscreen the other day when it came to going inside <laughs> out, right at Micah Parsons. He's the best pass rusher in football. He's a very good defensive player, but they've got to go right at him. You know, it'll be interesting. We haven't talked about it much this week, guys. Is Jalen's legs? You know, not only yeah. in the scramble plays but also in the designed run plays. And, and Dallas has not seen a run game that utilizes the quarterback legs really since Arizona, I think like week 16 or week 17 last year when Kyler Murray ran for 50. Guys, Daniel Jones two weeks ago ran for 80 on them. And not yes. all of that was designed. So, you know, we've talked about this matchup in such detail, but really the strength of Jalen's game, we haven't really touched on. And I think hmm. if as long as their philosophy, Philadelphia, is we are going to run right at you and really use Jalen's legs, sometimes creating, but also designed, th that could be a very good success rate for their offense. Yeah, Daniel Jones ran for 80, and Saquon Barkley in that game averaged 5.8 yards per carry. As yeah. great as this Dallas pass rushes, and they are truly great as illustrated by that excellent scatter plot. Um, they have somewhat of a weakness when it comes to stopping the run, and that, of course, is where Philadelphia is so strong. Look, this clash between the Dallas defensive line and the Philadelphia offensive line, like, if you like trench warfare, this is the game for you. But I would contend that the threat of that Philadelphia run game, and you know they're going to lean on it very hard to mitigate pressure and avoid third downs, presents a unique challenge for Dallas. Dallas says they want to be the best defense in the NFL. I think it's, head, it's between them and San Francisco. To me, this is the ultimate test. Not only can you get after the quarterback, but can you stop the run when you know they're going to run the right. football? I'm going to have to see before I decide who's really the best defense yet. It might be the best battle in the trenches that we see all year. And the good thing is it's not just this week that we see it. But, Marcus, let's make you talk about the Eagles, okay? This yeah. Eagles defense. Let's talk about them for a minute. Is this the week we see Cooper Rush's lack of experience finally show up on the field? Potentially, Boogie. Um, right now, the Eagles are 25th against the run, but I think it has a lot to do, obviously, the Lions game earlier this season. And then also, they play from ahead a lot, so teams are probably trying to just ground it out and not have that offense with the ball in their hands. But the pressure is going to be on Cooper Rush. I don't think this is one of those games where Dallas at the line of scrimmage is going to be able to just line down and run. And when you get to the pass, look at this. Like, this is the Eagles' defense on the back end with Slay and Bradbury. Those guys are man-cover corners, but they also take the ball away. Total QBR for quarterbacks, front, they lead the league. Yards per average, they lead the league defensively. And the completion percentage, you see it there. So, look, we've had, we've had a honeymoon. 
All right, we've talked about how well the offense has <laughs> no looked and how balanced they, they, they've, been, they've been able to be because of the run game. I talked about how, how comfortable you are playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys offensively. A lot of that lends itself to how they've been able to run the ball and the defense playing so well. This may be the first time where Cooper Rush actually has to make throws to win a yeah. game Ooh. or to come from behind. So I'm interested to see if this game plays out that way, if we still have this love affair going on with Cooper Rush at the end of this game. Check this out, because I think the Cowboys can't win unless Gallup and CeeDee Lamb play great, Marcus. If I was a quarterback and I ran up to the line of scrimmage and I spiked the ball, I clocked the ball, on that, in that individual play, the passer rating is 39.6. Quarterbacks throwing to Darius Slay and James Bradbury, the starting corners for the Eagles this year, have a passer rating of 38-4. Ooh, man. All right. That's interesting. Yep. That's a good way to put yep. it into context. Also, <laughs> we did Robert Frost dirty earlier, okay? So we both kind of had the quote wrong. The quote is, the best way out is always through. I was basically close. Don't do that to, to our guy, like, Bob Frost. You know, four, you well, that's started. the latter part of the quote. Anyway, all right. You know what's First coming all, up next on the so, show? That's too smart for us. Stop. <laughs> well, maybe that's some of us. us. It's time for the Dan He's Wagon. Let's go, Dan. The horses are back in the studio. We're living in the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> we living in the <laughs> NFC East. I'll give you a little hint. I'll give you a little hint. I, I played for the Lions. So did this guy. Oh. oh. But does he play for him what right now? What a chicken nugget. Oh, his boy. <laughs> good right now. I'm hungry. His boy. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Dan, giddy up. Come on, yeehaw. We got to get a Dan Wagon in. What you mean what I mean, Josh Allen, welcome to the Dan Wagon. Matthew Stafford's on the freaking Dan Wagon. Jonathan Taylor. Javante Williams. Najee Harris on the Ooh. Dan Wagon. Did anyone notice those weird things Dan was doing with that? Tony, it's so bizarre. I, saw I think that's an exaggerated take, with all due respect, Dan. Mr. Swagoo, putting a defensive guy on. Yes! Here's Aww. the mistletoe. This is a pretend mistletoe. Are you guys gonna kiss? Let's no. try to find guys who are playing really well and put them on. <laughs> Our producer, Mark Eisman, calls it the dumbest segment that we do. Yeehaw! <laughs> it may be dumb. It really is. It really is. I love it. Dan, who's on the Hold Dan on. Wagon? Hold on, Marcus. We went to commercial break last time, <laughs> and you said you know who it is. Do you, who's your guess? I give you one guess. Slay. Man, 
man, you're no. so, I love making you look silly on television. You. I got you, I'll never put a corner on these. Okay, um, oh. yes, he played for the Lions, but not in the NFL. He played for the Lions in college. The, the Nittanies. Lions. <laughs> Saquon Barkley is on the Dan Wagon. Saquon Barkley leads the NFL in yards from scrimmage, 676 yards. He's having a phenomenal season. Their offensive line is doing a great job. They give him a little bit of wildcat. They give him a little bit of a pass catching option. 21 personnel. Two backs, one tight end, tight end on the bottom of the screen. Now, you match as a defense with base personnel. I got seven bigs on the field. I'm going to force your linebackers to carry things vertical while also communicating. Push my tight end. Backer, you follow. That backside backer's got vision in the backfield because he thinks that backer to the bottom of the screen is going to take Saquon. He doesn't. Short pass goes to a long run. Now I go unbalanced formation. I bring my left tackle over and put him on the right side. I pull two people so I now have big on big on big. And I got three skill position players, a back, wide receiver, and tight end blocking basically secondary guys. So athletically in space, they match up with my backside guard picking it off. Saquon Barkley right now accounts for 40% of his team's offense. That's the most in the NFL wow. if you're not a quarterback. He also has six plays of 25 yards or more. Also the most in the NFL. Saquon Barkley, welcome to the Dan Wagon. Marcus, that's what I got to say to you. Marcus, Marcus, what, what is it with this lion reference Dan tried to do? Like, that was not okay. You're not smart enough. Uh, uh, it's, it's just, you're not it's smart just enough. so dumb. You're not it's smart so dumb. enough. I'm just glad he took his face. Eagles pom-poms off. <laughs> you that's what I thought you was going to do. I thought you, you was about to be about a big pom -poms. cheerleader. That's enough. You're going to sing the fight song this weekend for Dallas. Barkley has been the driving well, force here. behind the Giants ground game this season, which has been dominant, as Dan referenced. New York ranks top five in the league in yards per rush yards before contact per rush and first downs per rush. That should be a big advantage for Big Blue on Sunday as the Ravens defense ranks near the bottom of the league in all of those areas and last in yards before contact per rush. Hey, absolutely monster game Sunday afternoon between the Bills and Chiefs. And we got both teams covered. You see him right there. Coley Harvey in Kansas City. Jeremy Fowler in Buffalo. Jeremy, we start with you. What do we need to know? Laura, I just spoke to Gabe Davis in the locker room, and I asked him, after those four touchdowns you had last year against Kansas City, do you think they could switch up their defensive looks on the Bills' passing game? And he said, no, both sides have a lot of pride, and we feel like we can score no matter what we're going up against. And that's sort of been the Bills' mentality all week, unfazed by the moment. They can actually thank Kobe Bryant for that. I'm told the Bills, as a team, recently watched an inspirational video about Kobe's Mamba mentality. And the takeaway was all about the power of staying in the moment. Now let's send it over to Coley Harvey with the Chiefs. Thanks, Jeremy. As Chiefs defenders prepare for Bills quarterback Josh Allen, a week after the NFL's latest roughing the passer controversy, they're reminded of a skit from comedian Kevin Hart, who years ago joked about laying a quarterback down gently and tucking him in before getting credit for a sack. It said defensive tackle Colin Saunders, that's about as accurate as you can get. The unique challenge with Allen, however, is his size. That makes it even tougher to bring him down. Defensive end Carlos Dunlap told me the best way is to grab his arms and hope you slow his momentum that way. Laura? I guess that might work. All right, time to go on trend. I'll hit our analysts with a current statistical trend. They'll tell you if they see it continuing this weekend. Let's stay on this Bills Chiefs matchup. This season, Patrick Mahomes ranks first in QBR against zone coverage, throwing first downs at the highest rate of any quarterback in the league. On Sunday, he'll face a Bills defense that utilizes zone on 72% of opponent dropbacks, second most in the NFL. Marcus, do you think the Bills defense will still play that much zone this weekend? 
I don't believe they'll play that much zone. I still think they'll give you a heavy dose of it. But I, I think in, in the waning as well with Tredavious White uh, returning, which is huge, may put them in some man situations. I think at times you have to try to pat, uh, pressure Patrick Mahomes and advantageous situations. I don't expect Leslie Frazier to just sit back in zone and it be Dra Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes finding holes in that defense. So I think we will see a little change up with pressure and at times man to man. This season, the Cleveland Browns rank dead last in defensive expected points added per rush. Mina, do you expect this trend to continue against New England on Sunday? Unfortunately, I do. What is so concerning about the Browns' run defense isn't just any one thing. Up front, the defensive line is too soft, but behind them, you've got linebackers and DBs missing tackles as well. The Chargers came in with one of the worst run games in the NFL. Austin Eckler put up over 170 yards against them. Now, here comes a New England run game that I believe is one of the best, along with Cleveland, in the leagues. I don't see this trend stopping this week. Yeah, Dan said yesterday, watch out for New England. You guys kind of getting a little bit higher on them. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Jefferson recorded his sixth career game with at least 150 receiving yards. That's already tied for the most games by a player in their first three seasons in NFL history. Placing him alongside three. two Hall of Famers in Randy Moss and Lance Allworth. Pretty great company there. We now welcome in a very special guest to the show, Vikings Pro Bowl wide receiver Justin Jefferson. We're so glad to have you here. I'll just start with the names that you just heard there, Justin. What does it mean <laughs> to you to be in that great company at the wide receiver position? Oh, it's a blessing, honestly, uh, to be in company with those type of names, uh, Hall of Famers at that. So uh, I guess you can say I'm doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, I mean, I think you're doing all right, okay? <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys have started the season four and one. What has Kevin O'Connell and staff brought to your team? Uh, they brought a lot. Uh, just the connection with KO, uh, him being a, a, a player's coach, uh, just connecting with us uh, ever since he got here. 
uh, it's been great working with him and the rest of the staff. And um, I feel like it's just a, a, a fresh air, you know, uh, just with the new staff and the new players coming in. And uh, we feel confident about this team this year. Yeah, it's obviously working out really well for you and this entire team. We love to see it. All right, so we know about all your talent on the field, right? And that, that's important. But we did see on your Instagram that it only took you 10 minutes to catch your first fish. There you are right now with the fish. So, so listen, like I've been fishing before, and there's a reason why they call it fishing and not catching. What's the key to, to the immediate catch there? I have no idea, honestly. Uh, I, guess, I guess it was just the beginner's luck, uh, me being out there for the first time. Uh, and catching a fish in like 10 minutes. So I guess it's the beginner's luck. I couldn't tell you uh, how to have good technique or anything. So don't ask me. <laughs> Did you catch any more after that? Because that's probably the real key. Nah, I'm oh. gonna, hey, hey, we gonna keep that. We gonna keep that on the safe side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're one and done on the fish. Okay, so we have to talk about the gritty because I think you do the best gritty I've ever seen, and and you probably hear that from everybody. But a lot of people try to be like you. Okay, so um, what do you think the gritty has become as it's associated with you, but just kind of like taking off in general as people try to be like you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's just crazy how far uh, the gritty has come uh, from, you know, me just doing it at LSU uh, with teammates just being funny and goofy uh, to now it being one of the best celebrations uh, today. So uh, for all of the kids around the world doing the gritty and uh, putting their own little mix to it, uh, I love it. I love seeing the different videos and the, uh, different people just trying to hit it all around the world. All right, so you talk about the kids doing the gritty. We, we got a couple people on NFL Live who like to do the gritty, too. Uh, we're going to have you rate the gritty. So this, this is what we call grading the gritty with Justin Jefferson, the best grittier that there is. Uh, we're going to start with Adam Schefter here, Justin. It, just check out this gritty, and I want a real-time 1 to 10 scale. How's he doing? It's like a – I'll give it a 1. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Burn for Shefty. Hey, that. Justin, he, he also suffered an, a knee injury from this. I believe it was like an MCL tear. So that's, uh, that's, see, that's why it was bad. That's why it was so bad. It's literally adding insult to injury or maybe vice versa. All right, now Dan Orlovsky, okay? Watch this one and rate this gritty on a scale of 1 to 10. I'll give it. I'll give it a five. Oh, he, he got he got the motion down pat, but he just got to get the footwork down pat. So I'll yeah. give it a five. Okay, that's that's uh, very generous of you giving it a five. I feel like he's hopping yeah. too much, right? Like he needs it. He needs to be like a little smoother, maybe. I don't know. Um, I act like I could do it. I can't. Uh, so don't ask me to do it. I tried one time. It's no, really we bad. Need to, we need to see that one. We need I'll, to see that one. For yeah. Sure. Um, some things would probably have to happen for me to get to the point of doing it. Great. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much, Justin Jefferson, for joining us here on NFL Live. We appreciate you and good luck this week. Appreciate you. I feel great. I feel great. A five from the legend himself. I, I'm in. I'm in. You know what they say in life, Dan? You get what you deserve. I deserve the one. <laughs> yeah, yours is bad, Shefty, but you're, not, you're an effort Adams guy. You're an effort guy. One. No, one, no one's going to question. Dude, he gave me a five. I'm going to take that right there, Shefty. Shefty, see, like. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know Dan, what's. I, I think you demonstrate some good rhythm there. Good you know rhythm. what's funny, Shefty? He said, you, you got to get the footwork right. I've literally heard that from my coaches since I was like eight years old. That's what happens <laughs> when you're a bad athlete. So I'll take that, man. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank you. Oh, the funniest part. I thought.
thought Dan would be insulted by the five, and Dan's like, no. wow, man, oh, let me pat myself on the back. Part the best part is you pot stirring, going, well, this, I don't know, he's kind of lacking a little bit. He's too choppy, I was but hoping, I've never done it. I was hoping he would lower the score because I felt like he kind of gypped Adam with that one. You know, I was trying to. And you know, Laura, the truth of the matter is that was probably one higher than I actually deserved. So that's good. <laughs> he wanted to give you a But you're, you're a 10 in our book, Shefty, when it comes to a, a person and an insider. Appreciate okay. it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Never a dull moment in Washington. That was a quick encapsulation of what happened this week. Adam, can you add any more context, though, to how all this played out? Well, Ron Rivera felt bad about it, and obviously wanted to explain to Carson Wentz what he meant by his comments, which he felt were taken out of context. He was just talking about how other quarterbacks quarterbacks have had more time to establish themselves on other teams and so the commander's week began by losing their fourth straight game on Sunday to Tennessee on Monday Ron Rivera makes the remarks then he has to meet with Carson Wentz today is the report from ESPN about Dan Snyder and the franchise and tonight they close out their week in Chicago on the road in a short week against the Chicago Bears in Thursday night football. What a week. Also, crazy weather in Chicago right now, by the way. Dan, does, anyone, see- does anyone feel a little bit bad for Carson Wentz, though? I know he's oh, a hot-button topic. Dude, it's it's weird that everybody just jumps on the first uh, opportunity they can to kind of, like, bash so, him. So, okay, I want to ask you a question. I do feel a little bit bad. I'll be totally honest. As a human being, you feel right, a little bit like, bad. Everyone like it's, takes it's kind shots of at him all the time. So, do you see this having an effect on Wentz, especially with the context of, like, what he's dealt with lately? Yeah. yeah, I do, because he's got a track record of, or at least what you hear, that he has a track record of that. You go back to the Super Bowl and Nick Foles and, you know, how Nick Foles winning that Super Bowl impacted his relationship in Philadelphia and then the drafting of Jalen Hurts and, you know, kind of as, you know, Marcus and Mina kind of brought my attention to it. It's like he's a roller coaster a ride. You know, sometimes he's his highs are as good as anybody's and then the lows, and it seems like the, a lot of times the lows are him trying to kind of prove himself so much to other people and you kind of get concerned that tonight is the perfect storm, so to speak, that coming off of this conversation or this comment by Ron Rivera, is he going to go out tonight on Thursday Night Football, only game on, and try to go prove that his coach was wrong? My, I mean, not paying attention, but, like, you, 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 whatever you do tonight is not going to change that coach's perception of you as a player. You know, so you got to try to compartmentalize it. Yeah, the, I, listen, man, y'all know me. I'm, I'm the last to feel bad for somebody, especially when they done made $100 million. But I do as well, bro, because here, here's the thing, too. And I think, I, think I, I will carry some fault in that. And I think people need to as well, because when it comes to Carson Wentz's name, we have this overall arching conversation about his failure alone. Well, let me tell you what the hell happened and what Ron Rivera should be saying. 
Scott Turner, do we have anything else in our playbook that allows our running backs to have success on Sunday? They ran the ball 12 damn times against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And the game was never out of hand. Right. And Carson Wentz threw the ball 38 times. So at some point, you need to start focusing on more people than just Carson Wentz. Y'all know I get on here and talk about a quarterback when they playing bad. I got guys I believe in, guys I don't, based on what I've watched. But ultimately, man, this is some crap when it comes to Ron Rivera. Help the man, Scott Turner. Help him. Well, mm. you mentioned running back. Could be some help at running back tonight again. Brian Robinson will start at running back for the Commanders against the Bears. Robinson returned to action last week after That's being awesome shot story, twice in his him. right leg on August 28th. It was great to see him running out there on yeah. the field. We'll see him start in this game tonight. Let's get to the other side. And Justin Fields, who's coming off one of the best games of his young career. Fields struggled early this season, posting a QBR of just 26 through four games. But on Sunday, he recorded a 77 QBR while posting his highest completion percentage as a starter in his career. A big difference for Fields was he was getting the ball out quicker this past Sunday, which yeah. also resulted in a much lower sack percentage compared to his first four games. That works, right, Mina? What changed in your eyes for Fields last week? He just looked more comfortable and trusting of his surroundings, um, trusting of the scheme, trusting that guys would get open, and rather than hesitating as he has often in the, last, the first few weeks of the season, uh, you saw him planting his foot, delivering the shot plays off of play action quickly, taking advantages of when his receivers were open in a way that you really haven't so far this season. Um, you put up the numbers there of how long he takes to throw. So far, the, great, the longest time in the NFL, 3.1 seconds. Laura, in the second half in particular of last week, he was actually throwing in 2.77 wow. seconds. That might not sound like a big difference, not but Dan can speak to yeah. this. The difference between 3.1 and 2.77 is a lifetime yeah. in quarterbacking, and that's going to be so imperative tonight because the Dallas, Washington's strength is their pass rush. They're weak in the secondary, and if he can get that ball out quickly, he can take advantage of that. Totally agree, MK. And really in the second half, really, you saw his feet become quiet. When his feet are quiet, his eyes listen to them significantly more, and that's what I want to watch tonight in, in the game against Washington. Just watch his feet, okay? You get the slice action, horizontal ball fake, and you really want to get the linebackers to jump up to throw the receiver at the top, but it's not there. Everyone pay attention to his feet right now. It is just a little bit of a slide, one foot back in the ground, and then you drive that ball to the sideline. So often when Justin gets himself in trouble, his feet kind of get choppy or hoppy off the ground because he's such a dynamic athlete. You really want them to kind of stay almost scraping the ground. That's when they're much more quiet. And when he does that, his eyes follow his feet. Pay attention to that tonight. Quiet feet lead to much better play for Justin Fields. All right, let's get to this game as we're about to pick it. Ron Rivera arriving there in Chicago. You see him come in. Is that a pillow? <laughs> Does he travel with a pillow? Yeah. I kind of like that. Get a that's a, that's a bold move. And, and also a, a body smart pillow. Move. I always miss my pillow when I'm on the road. All right, let's go ahead and pick this one between the Bears and the Commanders. I believe we'll throw our picks up on the screen here. Uh, may, maybe not. Are we going to. Oh, here they are. All right, so you're going to see that everybody here is going with the Commanders. I'm going with the Bears. Uh, maybe it's because the weather is crazy. I just kind of want them to win. I think the Bears are going to win this I one. Do Dan, you like my great. pick? I do not I do. I like your pick okay. better than my pick. Oh, well, you can change yeah. your pick if you want. Me too. Oh, you guys want to pick the Bears? The weather changes it. I'm going with the Washington pass. Also, he's got that pillow. Balls. That tells me he's confident. He's going to sleep No, I liked it. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Run the football, Scott Turner. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.